Hi, this is Danny John Jules, and you are listening to the Bromley Buzz. Welcome to this latest edition of the Bromley Buzz podcast with the famous Zenat Narani of Vida della Mariposa Coaching, and with Darren Wheel of Intune PR. There we go, and here we are once again. Now, I'm with a former professional ice skater. Is this your favourite time of year because of ice and skatability? It definitely would be if there was a lot of ice around to skate on. Unfortunately, there isn't. It seems to be all plastic around. I see there isn't enough. (laughs) Anyway, uh, as I said, welcome to the Bromley Buzz. We're on Channel Radio on Mondays. We're on uh, our own Podbean and Spotify and uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at Bromley Buzz, all those things. You name it and we're there. That's right. Well, not entirely, because yeah. we had to buzz off this week, didn't we? We did buzz off this week. Yes, we were due down to Orpington Football Club, where we were going mm. to see uh, local Orpington MP Gareth Bacon and do a nice interview with him. Yeah, that was going to be a really, really exciting day, but as you said, we it was buzzed off. Yeah, which means uh, that I can say this lovely, punny thing, which is that we're not doing a What's On this week particularly, because it's owing to COVID, our current friend, uh, it's more of a What's Off. Exactly. Unfortunately, due to that, it's off. Yes. But hopefully, um, we'll look into the new year, and that should actually happen in the new year, won't it? Yes, we are making arrangements, even as we speak. Yeah. Uh, and even though things may be off and things may be up in the air, uh, I'll tell you what, since August we started this, we've done at least one podcast a week, every week. We've done special episodes. Um, what does that make it in a total? About five months, I think. And no. it makes, uh, this is the 20th, 20th episode plus the specials and the pilot. Wow. It's about 24 in total. Feels like we've been doing it forever. To some of the listeners. Uh, <laughs> hi, Jason. <laughs> hi, Chandra. <laughs> <laughs> As always, they get a great mention. Um, talking about more buzz offs and what's off, um, I'd mentioned earlier on that I was going to be doing some uh, mindset coaching and resilience with the Orpington Football Club, where uh, we had Julie Coville come on mm. our podcast show and talk about the charity and the fundraising that she does for the Orpington Football Club. But unfortunately, again, that was buzzed off due to the COVID. But hopefully that will be happening in the next uh, sort of February, March time when they have their next summer camp. Yeah, I think a lot of things will be postponed. Yes, indeed. One of my daughters, Panto, uh, in Bristol, Mm. was postponed, sadly, uh, the other day. Well, cancelled. But I think that too, like a lot of things, it will probably still happen, but later. We just need to find a theatre slot for Yeah, and we just have to move forward with positive things that we can do and the way we can feel, because I know as well, lots of um, local businesses, restaurants, hospitality are losing business as well. And we want to keep this buzz buzzing, even though things are kind of looking a bit down. We just want to lift up the spirit. There will be light at the end of the tunnel. Well, one thing that has already been proven during all of this is that New businesses keep starting, people in charities mm-hmm. keep doing things, uh, private individuals keep going out there and volunteering for things. The human spirit um, gets through this stuff. Yeah, they do, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you heard on my radio show, Mindset Matters, when mm-hmm. I had Michelle Simpson, who's a sales and marketing uh, director for um, uh, the Cancer Trust. Chartwell. Chartwell Cancer yeah. Trust. Um, you know they were doing. Uh, they've been doing the lily pad appeal, and they've done so much behind the scenes. Mm. It's incredible. You know, I think they're supposed to be getting seven hundred and fifty thousand. They're already on last Friday. 
they were at 660,000. That's incredibly impressive. And can you imagine, two years of that has been behind the scenes. So it is possible. And that, if I remember correctly, is to fund children's cancer beds in... The oncology. Croydon. Yeah, Croydon. But that's, you know, the, the nearest place you can go if there mm. isn't such a bed in Bromley, oddly enough. Yes. Mm. Well, what else is on? What have we got going for us? Well, my, my, one Your of my buzz. biggest buzzes, uh, even though it was a slightly qualified buzz, was <laughs> indeed interviewing Danny John Jules uh, mm. in the last few days, which we had a snippet from in the last episode and had a special episode with a full interview in it. Uh, and Danny John Jules is known because of being the cat in Red Dwarf uh, and being um, Dwayne the policeman uh, in... Uh, Murder in Paradise. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's actually the precise t- title, but uh, anyway, mm-hmm. two very, very significant long-running shows. And uh, he's appearing um, in The Da Vinci Code in the Churchill Theatre, 10th to 15th of January. And uh, so I got the pleasure of uh, interviewing him as a bit of a preview to that. That's absolutely fantastic. It was. And I how wish was I, it? You got I, a real buzz out of that, didn't you? I did, but uh, as an interviewer, uh, I, I was a little bit too professional. Oddly enough, I kind of kept to the questions I had in mind because I knew that the time might expire, which oh, it did. I see. But I'd love um, to have talked more about the cat side of things and uh, maybe get him to do the cat in the interview. Well, I'm sure we can get another interview with him at some point next year. I think that's quite likely. Yeah, uh, one thing he did say, which amused me enormously, is that um, Ian McKellen is mm-hmm. the actor who played his part in The Da Vinci Code. So he's now playing that role mm. uh, in this. And I was talking to him about that, and he was talking about uh, doing things that other actors have been known for before. And said, yes, but what if Ian McKellen had to play the cat in Red Dwarf? What would that be like? <laughs> How would he cope with that? Well, I wish I'd gotten to develop that. That was very funny. Brilliant. Uh, but the, actually, the other funniest thing, where he was most cat-like, was when I pointed out to him that um, it's uh, a month to go until they're making their debut, which this mm. is the debut of the show full stop, uh, in Bromley. And it's, Bromley in the month? Ah! <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I, fantastic. I don't suppose that would be our only guest who has that kind of oh. uh, thought. Um, oh, I definitely missed out on a great interview there then. Yeah, I thought you? I was networking. I'll see if I can get your coffee and scones with him because he says he's going to do that when he comes to Bromley. Oh, mm. coffee and scones. Lovely. Um, by the way, you know what we forgot to mention? Where we're buzzing from. And that's true, yes. We are buzzing from the Newman Flexible Workspace in Bromley North. Yes, well, we've been many a time before. This has been mm. a, quite a home to the it podcast. Is. I think we launched our first one from here, didn't we? Oh, uh, no, no, not quite. Wasn't um, it? Our very first one. I'm trying to remember now. See, our very first one was Bromley Library, the Startup Bromley. In was that it? Lounge. I think so. Oh, yes, you're right. And but then, then we went in here for like literally weeks. Weeks and, then and weeks, yes. We started yes. to do things on the high street in Petswood and uh, mm. from other places. Started venturing out. Yeah, and I'm hoping to get you in the dark next year down in the Chiselhurst Caves if they come Ooh, back to me. sounds exciting. Mm. Mm. Down in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I've, just been, uh, I've just finished listening to the audiobook of Lord of the Rings and uh, they got to Mordor. That's all very dark as mm-hmm. well. But a, a bit like uh, the pandemic and so on, uh, you know, Frodo got through. He was fine. He just uh, had the uh, Aragorn crowned. Oh, okay. I know this is the nerdy stretch of the show. It is the nerdy uh, stretch. (laughs) Though I do like, you know, all those kind of things, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, but uh, I'm a bit of a fanatic about it. Game of Thrones as well. Mm. I never fully watched that. No, I haven't either. I've only watched the first series, 
but I need to go back before I watch the next bit. Well, one of the things about um, that is that uh, there are some interesting families in it. And you've just been down to an interesting family of your own, so see, linking into another buzz. Families, yes. My buzz is that I just got back today from spending uh, two and a half days with my sister and my niece and nephew in Winchester. Gosh, is it exhausting. How do you people do it? <laughs> I think that's parents. Any parent listening, this is for you. Five, six-year-olds, oh my goodness. It's like non-stop. You're just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And you know what? I'm not on the coffee at the moment. I'm only allowed one coffee a day with my detox. So I was craving detox coffee. Detox before Christmas. I mean, come on, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't start now, you know, you might as well start now. Then start later. Well, you I've know. started. I've started. In fact, I probably did this about a month ago. I'm on a retox. You are I a am retox. toxing so well. I'm on a mince pie binge like you've never seen. Yes, I know you are. And it shows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to go there now. No, um, but it was a buzz for me. It was to go down and see them, and um, they opened up their early Christmas presents for the first time. So they were really chuffed about that. Excellent. Yeah. So what else have we got going on on your buzz? Well, mine was uh, actually something which didn't occur in Bromley, because this was virtual and online, but mm. as a bit of a fan of Sophie Ellis-Bexter, mm. uh, the singer, ex-Strictly contestant, and we love her Strictly on the show. We um, did indeed. <laughs> such is the state of things, she did an emergency kitchen disco last week. Uh, she mm. was doing those during earlier lockdowns and uh, attracted quite a lot of mm. um, interest for it. So her husband, who's in her band, or the feeling, I think it is, going around in a, a horse's head while playing a guitar, mm. which is what he tends to do for some reason, right. best known to him. Uh, he had, she had a little kid dressed up for, like an elf and uh, Santa for Christmas as well <laughs> in there. And he was just very cheerful, and uh, it's nice to do that. And the other thing is that uh, I've been bubbling in Bristol. You have been bubbling Yeah, I've been wondering about uh, bubble tea for a long time since I first heard of it. Mm. Uh, in Orpington, there's a panda Yeah, outlet. tea normally bubbles because it's mm. boiling water. Yeah, not in this case. Um, <laughs> the, the panda place I was mentioning never mm. yet has opened up. Uh, but bubble tea is a very big thing and it's got lots of different um, things you can have in it and percentages of extra sugar, as it turned out when I was ordering it down there. Uh, and it was a weird thing. Great it's like, for your cholesterol and yeah, your diabetes. Very, and very milky, sort of <laughs> evaporated milky type tea. This is the plain version uh -huh. with pearls. And the pearls are like, um, I don't know, soft jelly sweets, almost. You're not actually drawing me into this bubble tea. Anyway, speaking about bubble tea, guess what? You have to, yeah. You, you, you may not need to go all the way to Bristol for bubble tea. It's literally just around the corner in East Street. Okay. Well, There's well. a new tea place that has opened called UT, it's called. And they have a range of different types of bu uh, bubble tea, different types of teas. Um, teas that I've never heard of. So, for example, uh, we've got... Oh, well, the usual green, red, roasted. Well, you've got one oh. avocado UT. But, that sounds terrible. I mean, terrible. avocado UT. You've got avocado with milk and pearls. Mm. Avocado organic matcha, uh, matcha milk with pearls. Avocado banana milk tea. Avocado strawberry milk tea. Avocado mango milk tea. And it just goes on and on and on. And you can put extra toppings on top. With, like egg pudding. Oh, there you go. You like this one because you're talking about jelly. Mm. Grass jelly. Aloe vera. Coconut jelly. Yeah. You know what I really like? I can't see any okra tea on there. I'm sure. Okra being absolutely disgusting, as we've discussed before, or yes. off air. Well, maybe I'll request that specially for Sarah Marsh Collins. Mm. 
who agrees with me that it's disgusting and um. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing out on okra those ladies fingers are lovely <coughs> ladies fingers are delightful um but yeah no do check it out because I, I was you know i suddenly saw it literally walking up and here we are buzzing about bubble tea so it's yeah. ut because of you we make tea well it's really nice to shine a bit of light on a newly open place so hmm. uh, well done then Right, you spoke to a lady from the market in Bromleysey. Oh my God, she definitely caught my eye. Yes, I was walking down to actually meet you, and then all of a sudden I saw this lovely sort of glass um, Christmas decorations and uh, candle holders and everything. And um, Anne, Anne Marie, she does all of this by hand. It's actually it's actually her hobby, but turns out that she does it and she's passionate about it. She's been doing it for about three years, I think she said. And um, yeah, they've got like place glass mats, which is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And yeah, um, yeah she's on the Bromley Market um, three days a week, but at the moment tomorrow is going to be her last day and until Christmas, but then she'll be back in January from what I understand. Yeah, I made a couple of purchases myself, I do live on a bit of glass. Yes, really, really stunning. I mean, everything's hand done. Very, uh, some of it's intricate. I mean, there's some lovely placemats. There's book markers. There's oh my goodness, uh, like I said, candle holders of all different types. Lanterns, which is then um, used glass to do designs on the glass. So obviously, when you light a candle or you want to put some lights in there, it just reflects beautifully. Well, let's uh, let her reflect on it herself. <laughs> Right, I'm super excited this time of the year. I'm on Bromley High Street and I absolutely love the market down here. But as I was walking, something caught my eye. Literally, it just caught my eye completely with this infused glass by Anne-Marie. I'm here with Anne-Marie. Tell us a little bit about what you do here and how long you've been doing this for. Okay, I've been doing it about three years and it's um, all handmade by me. I've got my own kiln at home, so I cut up glass and I make it into all the things you see. So decorative items, um, tea lights, coasters, just Christmas decorations. And they're all uniquely all handmade? Unique, all hand, most of it I hand cut by myself and um, yeah, it's all fused in my kiln at home. Wow, how long would, for example, um, one of these Christmas decorations that I'm looking at, Okay, how long do they to take to make? So for me to cut and lay it up is, is, can be anything from 15 minutes to an hour, depending on how you know, involved it is. Mm. But the, the long process is the kiln firing. Okay. So to get a textured finish, like some of the things you're looking at, that's a minimum of 16 hours in the kiln. And then if I want to shape it, like curve it, that's another 24 hours in the kiln. Wow. So it's quite a slow process, because obviously you don't want the glass to get thermal shock and break, so you have to take everything very slowly. So I take it you spend a lot of time I love doing it, designing. so I just, this is my job, well, so this is what I do. And how long have you been doing this for? Uh, about three years. Three years, and yeah. what made you want to do this? Um, well, I do quite a lot of um, fundraising for a dog rescue and I was looking for something to make um, that I could sell to help them and I just stumbled across it, did a couple of classes, loved it, went mad and bought myself a kiln, didn't really know how to use it and um, taught myself. hidden talent just, The rest there. I've just taught myself, so That's literally amazing. just, you know, playing with it and um, I just love it so much I do it all the time. Now. It's beautiful, so. I mean... 
incredible what you have here. And anyone who's listening to this uh, podcast, they have to come down here. What days are you here up until Christmas? Um, so this week I'm here uh, today, Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday. Next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I'm always here in this stall opposite Marks and Spencers in the High Street on a Friday. On a Friday. Even yeah. in the new year you'll be here on um, a Friday. Hopefully in the new year, obviously depending. But generally throughout the year I'm here on a Friday. Right. I'm on Facebook so I usually put on there if I'm going to be here or, if, or rather if I'm not going to be here so people know. But What's yeah. your Facebook handle? Um, Fuse Glass by Amory. There you go, Fuse Glass, Amory, <laughs> easy and simple. One last thing, yep. if uh, a customer has got something specific in mind, do yeah. you bespoke what they I can make bespoke items, I can, obviously I can write on some things, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I do quite a lot of bespoke things for people, wedding presents, um, yeah. Favours and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fabulous. Oh. So. Well, do you know what, Amory, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much, it's been lovely talking to you. I'm definitely going to be buying a few things. Lovely, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, in fact, we've got to be going out on, on our own travels very soon as well because we've got Rotary Sleigh Ride in Bromley. We do indeed. Yeah. That's tomorrow. Yeah, well, it'll be kind of yesterday or the day before by the time people listen to this. Um, <laughs> it's about to finish, but they've been on a run between, I think, the 6th of December and the uh-huh. 23rd around various parts of Bromley, raising eyebrow raising amounts of money, money for charity. Charity, all um, sorts of charities. Yeah, I mean, it makes it sound a little bit like um, uh, the Robin Hood of Father Christmas. Instead of coming around and handing out presents, it's give us your money. <laughs> now that you put it that way. How excited by that? They're going to have an entirely different view of Father Christmas. Well, the kids are being distracted by Father Christmas, and then the rest of his naughty little elves mm. and helpers jump on the parents and the carers. <laughs> And rob them. <laughs> talking of the, um, the naughty elves, that's exactly how they described themselves when we were on at Santa Dash in Orpington recently and we interviewed the, uh, the elves who were cheering people along. Mm. Uh, I was listening to that again the other day and it, it was just so, such a happy bunch of people. So for anyone who hasn't mm. heard that episode, listen to the elves. And you're speaking of elves, actually. My, uh, my niece actually said something quite sweet the other day. Um, she was saying, because they've got the elf that mm. moves around the house, that you're not supposed to touch till Christmas Day, okay. and you've got to hunt him down and find him where he's hiding for the little for the kids, because obviously their elf is keeping an eye on the children to see if they're naughty or nice, and then he's reporting back to Father Christmas. Anyway, so Sophia, my niece, turned around and said, um, "Why is it called Elf? Why does it always have to be a boy?" And I was like, "Oh," and she goes, "We've named it Elfina, so now it's a girl." Hmm. Yes. I thought that was really sweet. Hmm. Alfina. <laughs> You've gone into one of your yeah, deep thoughts there. Well, then you normally have that impact on me when it comes to your affirmations, which is <laughs> a, such a beautiful link because uh, I can now retire in silence to think about whatever you're about to say. What, my affirmation? Uh, yes, or empowering question, the ones where you uh, give us something to seriously think about. Okay. What will I have today in store for you lot? Uh, What can you do today to move you that little bit closer to that dream or that goal? Hmm. And there it is, the silence. Less silent than usual. I think the main answer to that question is get through Christmas and then then work on your priorities. But But then again, how do you get through Christmas? Because sometimes Christmas can be such a stressful time. 
for some people it's amazing for others mm. it's the, the worst time for them yep. so for them to move forward towards their goal they still need to keep thinking about it even at Christmas time you're so good on the inadvertent links today you really must have psyched out that we have the next item on there is to do with news <laughs> uh, and it's to do with loneliness uh, and people who aren't coping with yeah. things uh, because I noticed the other day that uh, Bromley Council have said mm. they've launched a strategy to count, tackle loneliness. Uh, strategies I always worry about because uh, that tends to make me think that nothing's mm. going to happen. Yeah, it's just... But uh, that said, if you listen to this, it actually does have some uh, beef to it. So it says, Bromley Council's well-established work to combat loneliness will be driven forward with the launch of a new tackling loneliness strategy. There are three main priorities, it says, uh, within it, which are identified over the summer months through wide-ranging workshops with partner organisations. Mm. That's a very good sign, because if you're talking to other people and nothing happens, they tend to mm. beat you up afterwards. Yep. So this is going to have accountability to it. Uh, these cover initiatives such as bringing together information and services, uh, and it's surprisingly how disparate these things are. Mm. We've had news of... Um, neglect of children and uh, some being killed by parents and and that kind of thing and how can the services in that respect not be joined up Mm. Uh, so if they can succeed if they can succeed in the loneliness and the food banks and all the relevant things here that would be great Uh, and yes bringing together that and the services and establishing community champions hello future potential interviewee Mm. I think community champions on loneliness that's going to have to be someone really friendly fancy a job yeah, why I'm not? Absolutely. Mm. Do I look friendly? Uh, you do right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, you do always. Yes, anyway, the community champions mm. will enable people to be more connected within a culture that encourages strong social relationships to grow. People and communities are a critical part of the solution, as well as challenging obstacles that isolate people and groups. Well, I'll tell you one thing yeah. that isolates people and groups, and that's not having any information that can bring them together which is part of what this talks about. Yeah. Again, we're here with this podcast sharing stuff, week in, week out. Yes, it's, it's about knowing where to exactly go for information. And that's key because everyone says there's lots out there, there's lots of support for everybody from loneliness to uh, abusive relationships to, you know, to everything, anxiety and stress. Yes, but how can you get access quickly in one place? Because there's so many different websites. And when you're actually going through something, the last thing you want to be doing is going f- through Google trying to find mm. something. Um, yeah, so it can be a little bit tricky. Well, the council website has quite a lot on it. Uh, it hasn't mentioned the existence of our podcast yet, which I'm giving them a gentle prod on. Excellent. Um, but they also have commissioned and launched, not that long ago, not related to loneliness, although business people can be lonely too, and that was the Bromley Business Hub. Mm. And we mentioned that from time to time. So if people look that up, they can find out about a lot of things about the local businesses yeah. and uh, advice and help and so on, and things like that. And speaking of the Bromley mm. Business Hub, um, just a good note on that, things the Startup Bromley Hub for businesses, yes. is starting. Uh, people are starting to sign up, members are. So those five free coaching ses- sessions mm-hmm. are there. They're being grabbed. So free coaching sessions i've said it again yes grab it at the startup hubs yep business coaching mindset coaching, coaching. you're truly there marketing um, marketing pr my bag all oh, those kinds of all things. sorts 
What you need to do is to join up uh, with Startup Bromley. You can find our website yep. easily enough and register if you're a local business person or you have a glimmer in your eye of doing that next year or the year after. Still Get the free help while you can. Yep. Absolutely, you've got nothing to lose with that. And you know, if you're in bit there towards Biggin Hill, they've got the startup there. If you've got it, um, Orpington, the startups there, and obviously Bromley, mm-hmm. the local library. Now, excellent. What's up next? Oh, uh, we're going into Ooh, the sports sphere. The sports. It's actually very exciting. I keep learning new things about things that are being done in Bromley, or people have come mm. out of it. So I think it, I might have mentioned this in the last show that there. Was it the interview with Tony Owen? No, that was it. Another buzz. I spoke to the Deputy Mayor, Tony Owen, Yeah. Um, ahead of putting out the special podcast, which was about 50 minutes of interview with him. Yes, uh, before he so, came on. So we caught up. And during that catch-up, he talked about a Bromley-based gymnastics club uh, that has produced um, you know, world champion level people. Really? Uh, and I didn't know this. And also, he told me, this was a place where um, rehearsals for a famous TV programme were uh, occurring as well. I'll talk to you about that one off air. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we may, very we, juicy. we may get a bit confidential, but there are limits. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> that sounds very juicy. Excellent. Well, there we go. Yeah. Anyway, famous people from Orpington and sport. Go so on. we've got uh, the teenage uh, US Open champion, Emma Raducanu, has been voted... BBC Sports Personality of the Year 2021. I mean, isn't that amazing? Um, it goes on to say, Raducanu, then 18, ended Britain's 44-year wait for Women's Grand Slam single champion with her remarkable victory at Flushing Meadows. Her fairy tale win followed by a run to the Wimbledon fourth round in July and her Grand Slam main draw debut. I mean, no. she's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to distinguish for the listeners, uh, this was the British Broadcasting Corporation's uh, Sports Personality Year, yep. not the Bromley Buzz Corporation. Not the Bromley. Yes, which yeah. Which has absolutely. another a nice set of fitting letters, actually, it occurred to me the other day. All right, what have we spotted on social lately? Well, beer, actually. Um, do you drink beer? You and much? beer. I don't even drink the stuff, but I find it um, I fascinating. Kind of, yeah, I drink it. Every so often, but it tends to be more in the summertime. Oh, look, talking of Radicana, sorry, I've interrupted you. Um, There's some posts about her, and she looked absolutely amazing. Where uh, uh, Emma Radicano thrilled to join the British Airways family as a global brand ambassador. The airline has already been part of the special time for me, that's what she's saying, flying me home from the US Open. I look forward to working with the iconic British band on some exciting projects. And there's a picture actually of her on um, Instagram where she's sitting in the cockpit with the um, hat. Mm. And she she looked pretty snazzy. So there, yeah. There we go. Uh, Sorry, back to you again. I'm going to have to change airlines. <laughs> yes, the beer, the beer. The beer. Uh, okay, this was a tweet from at Three Hounds Beer, uh, okay, aka Three Hounds Beer Company. Uh, and they tweeted, uh, and this will resonate with a lot of people at the moment, very, very tired. If you can't support us, please support your local indie shop slash bar slash bottle shop. We need you right now. Oh, dear me, yes, lots of uh, people on the high street and businesses mm-hmm. in general and charities with the contributions are, are all greatly in need. In fact, even if you, if you see the Chancellor slip a few quid in his pocket, you could use it right now as well. <laughs> um, 
Anyway. Oh, you like. <laughs> I'm not like uh, Richie Sunak, obviously. Um, right, Three Hounds Beer Code. Beer Code. Let's tell you a little bit about them, because I looked them up on their website. I think it's quite interesting. They started off as a market stall at the Market on the Green in Beckenham. And it says, our love of craft beer was slowly cultivated through the joys of home brewing, an enjoyment which quickly expanded to an obsession. Now, that's a short journey uh, for many. Matt, a local resident of the Beckenham area, wished to introduce his community to the eclectic pleasures of craft beer, thus deciding to start up his own business. Our ethos was and still is that people deserve to try the most magnificent craft beer around. And so we bought local craft beer from some of South London's finest microbreweries to sell at local markets. One year later, that market store grew into a permanent home closely nestled near Clock House Station in Beckenham. We have now moved again to a bigger shop at Clock House to bring you your new favourite neighbourhood beer cafe and bottle shop. I'm not sure exactly what a bottle shop is, but I plan to go there and find out. You can find 10 beers on tap, over 150 in the fridge, uh, a range of wine, spirits and ciders, plus... Hot sauces, snacks, <laughs> and much more. <laughs> well, uh, the hot snacks are there to make you feel thirsty and drink more beer in the same old way as salted That's peanuts. That's always been the thing. That's why they a do classic. that in the uh, European countries, like Spain and mm. everywhere. They give you lots of nuts while you have your drinks, so you, you get more thirsty, therefore you buy more alcohol. Yes. Anyway, what have else a... have we got spotted on social? Something about uh, sporting sensation. Yes, this is from the Twitter feed for Chislehurst School for Girls PE Department. It's amazing how many schools have got different departments on there. But anyway, at Chiselhurst, capital P-E, Sporting Sensation, we are delighted to share the achievement of Tamsin of Year 9, who put on an amazing display working towards a purple belt in Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, this is on top of Tamsin devoting most of her time to gymnastics. I am sure you will join us in wishing her good luck with her grading this week. Fantastic. Well, 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 hopefully she got All the best, it. yeah. But this is the thing, those words in there... Uh, spending most of her time uh, on gymnastics, or most of her time on tennis, as mm. in Emma Raducanu. Uh, most of our time on business, like ourselves. Mm. It's the effort that gets you there. Yeah. So, well done it's again, It's the dedication. Mm. I mean, in, in order to achieve things, you do need that commitment, and you need that dedication for yeah. everything. And that passion. You need that passion, that drive, the motivation. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've got lots more about schools coming well, up. Yes, we do, because uh, Ravensbourne School, mm. also on Twitter, uh, at Ravensbourne SCH. And they this say, a massive thank you to our two-year 13 students and the post-16 student leadership team who organised, collected and delivered donations to Bromley Homeless. Fantastic. They Amazing. have shown such compassion and dedication towards their local community and have represented the school brilliantly. Yeah, should we give them a special buzz? We normally we're near the buzz out for the show. We are, but, uh, you know, a loud buzz for Let's, the the yeah. Ravensbourne school students and indeed for Tamsin from uh, yeah, uh, Chislehurst PE as well. Well done, you! Fantastic. No, honestly, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And on that note, I think we also need to uh, wish everybody a merry Christmas. Absolutely. Another great link. How do you do it? How do I do it? Yeah. It's called telepathy. I work with the mind. Mm. Oh no. Does this mean that if you get coached by it, you mind read people? <laughs> Are you reconsidering <laughs> now? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, <clears throat> yes, Crofton Roman Villa. Uh -huh. uh, and this on Instagram. Uh, they put this with a lovely picture of a holly bouquet with berries. Uh, the 
Ancient Romans believed that holly was a sacred plant and used it during Saturnalia to honour their god, Saturn. At Crofton Roman Villa, we wish you all a safe and restful Christmas break. Beautiful. So to everyone out there, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. And if you're not celebrating Christmas, use this time to uh, self-care, catch up with family members, and just do nothing. Mm. Mm.